0: Tech News. I'm Anthony.
1: And I'm Alex. And my first story today is technology news. This is from TheVerge.com. And the headline is, I hope to someday sit in Kohler's new voice-activated smart bath.
0: <laughs> is that your sentiment as well?
1: Uh are you excited don't know. for this? I, I I I have mixed feelings. No, All I'm right. excited for. I don't think I would ever buy this, but okay. I'm excited that it exists. So do you remember when we talked about Kohler releasing like smart bathroom technology like a year ago? Vaguely. Vaguely? Yeah. So we t- I'm pretty sure we talked about that.
0: <laughs> a year ago, they no, had like a smart sure toilet, like yeah. an
1: Alexa activated toilet or it something.
0: Sounds sounds familiar, yeah.
1: Yeah, so um this year at the uh CES event um which is happening or just happened i I guess they revealed a smart bathtub okay um and you can use an app or your voice to fill up the water but you can also like if you buy certain models of it you can change the colors of like lights around the tub and you can also add fog to the to the room or like around the
0: if you want a spooky bath bath. (laughs) Is fog considered, like, romantic in any sense? Because I'd only think of that as, like, a spooky, like, a spooky time. Or, like, if you want to have your bath feel like a rock concert.
1: I don't know. It could be kind of spa-like feeling. Okay. Like mist or something.
0: okay. Yeah, kind of steamy. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: guess if you turn the lights to be orange and have the fog on, yeah, then... That it might feel like Halloween.
0: Yeah. And play some spooky music or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like half- red
1: or something. That'd be that'd be scary.
0: Ooh, yeah, that'd be really scary. Yeah. Have like a, a skeleton arm coming out of the bath too.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, and then oh also with the fog you can turn on like aromatherapy with it too. Like sen- oh, sense will automatically that sounds nice. emit
0: from the bathtub. That makes some that makes sense for a for a bath environment, I
1: mm-hmm. think. I think so. Yeah. So how much do you think the base model of this
0: costs? Too much? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: do you want to guess or I'll just
0: tell $5, you? $5,000. More. Oh, uh, $20,000. No, that's way too much. Oh, $10,000. <laughs> that's
1: closer. Um, <laughs> the base model is $8,698. Uh,
0: hey, I was right on my first and guess then, that it's too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then if you want the What they're calling the experience tower, which is (laughs) the part that I do. (laughs) That's the part that has the... Experience Tower. Sorry, Colin. That's the part that lets you activate the fog and the aromatherapy. Then the price is increased to um, almost $11,000.
0: Can I I buy the Experience Tower on its own and just have, like, smelly fog whenever I want it?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I don't don't know. I didn't uh, didn't check the uh, website for that. I want to wake up one morning
0: and just, like, my room is filled with fog. (laughs) Ooh.
1: And what scent would you have with the fog?
0: Um...
1: Graveyard, set, <laughs>
0: graveyard yes. And there's spooky skeleton arms coming up on my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want that in the morning? Uh,
1: well, all of this will be available in July, so um,
0: just in you, time for Halloween.
1: Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, if uh, if either of us decide to spend. Way too much money in a bathtub. Then um, yeah, that's one we'll have to look at. What's available? Yeah, sounds good. Okay.
0: My first story is animal news. <laughs> this is from the Guardian. Newborn megalodons larger than humans, scientists say.
1: Whoa!
0: So you know what a megalodon is, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big old shark. Mm-hmm. Um also known as megatooth sharks, which patrolled the world's oceans more than 3 million years ago, Uh, they apparently gave birth to babies larger than most adult humans. Uh, Researchers made the unsettling discovery when they x-rayed the (laughs) vertebrae. That's their their editorializing, not mine. I think it's fascinating. Uh, When they x-rayed the vertebrae of a fossilized megalodon and found that it must have been about 2 meters or 6.5 feet long when it was born. Six and a half feet long when it was born. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, remnants of megalodons, which lived in most of the world's oceans from 15 million to 3.6 million years ago, have revealed that adults grew to more than 15 meters in length. Uh, they did not convert that to feet for me, but it was like 45, no, like 50, more than 50 feet long, right? I. If I'm doing that I'm math not, right. I don't
1: I didn't do the mental math. I'll just believe you.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but until now their size at birth was unclear. Um, formally known as Odithus Megalodon, or formally not Formerly, formerly known as Odidis <laughs> oh, yeah. megalodon. They still are known as that. Uh, the, gi- the gigantic fish rank among the largest carnivores in the history of life on Earth. Uh, scientists <laughs> Why have, is that so funny? <laughs> scientists have uncovered plenty of fossils, but megalodon biology is poorly understood because the teeth are often all that remains of the cartilaginous mm. creatures. Cartilaginous. Yeah, I think that's right. Um mm but yeah because they were able to x-ray this vertebrae which is an uncommon thing to have been preserved of these things That's they, they were able to basically determine how, me, how old it was at that time and then from there determine how big it was at the time of the megalodon's birth and then based on their knowledge of their dimensions I guess is how they determined the size um, at birth um, the enormous size of the newborn suggests that, in line with some other shark species, such as great whites, threshers, and makos, baby megalodons fed on the unhatched eggs of their siblings in the womb. Which I didn't realize Ooh. that there were modern-day sharks that did this. That's so uh, weird. The practice is known as uh, oophagy. Ooh. Uh, O-O-P-H-A-G-Y. Oophagy, I think. Okay. I, um That's the practice. It means that few of the offspring actually survive till birth, but those that do are large and well-nourished and stand a better chance against predators because they basically come out, like, fed and large.
1: (laughs) Did this article also say how long the sharks are pregnant for?
0: They did not, and I don't know. Like, is it,
1: like, two years or something crazy? Yeah, I don't know. It
0: could be a while. For them
1: to grow that big?
0: Yeah, I don't know what the gestation period is for a shark. Wow. Um. But they also pointed out that mature megalodons fed on marine mammals such as sea lions, dolphins, and whales. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were very large.
1: Have you seen the movie The Meg? I have not. It's about a megalodon. Hmm.
0: That makes sense from the name. Unless it was about a girl named Megan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My next story is space news. This is from cbsnews.com, and the headline is, Astronomers Observe the Death of a Distant Galaxy for the First Time.
0: Oh, that's sad. Oh, I... Oh,
1: yeah. I I don't know why I didn't think it was sad. (laughs) Should I have thought this was sad? I don't know. Am I I an emotionless person? (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm just going to continue. Astron- astronomers have for the first time when the death of a distant galaxy, which they describe as a truly extreme event. <laughs> yeah. <all> of this, <laughs> <laughs> and all of this, yeah. But see, the thing is like, okay, knowing what they actually describe of what they actually saw, it's not, it's not really like extreme, like how the headline makes it sound. It's not like an explosion happened or something oh. like that. Like, that's what I thought when I saw the headline, but that's like not actually, that's real. I, like, I think it's a little bit misleading. So, okay. So when all of the stars in a galaxy die and new ones are no longer forming, the galaxy itself ceases to exist. That's their definition of like the galaxy died. Then is like new stars aren't forming and okay. all of the existing ones kind of like burned out or like went through their life cycle.
0: Makes sense.
1: Um, and this occurs apparently when all of the galaxy's gas or like the 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 stuff that makes stars gets, like, ejected away from that space, making it impossible for new stars to form. Okay. Okay? So according to this study published on Monday in the journal Nature Astronomy, um, scientists were able to capture this rare phenomenon basically happening using an array of telescopes in uh, Chile. Um, So they were looking at light that took 9 billion years to get to
0: Earth. 9 billion light years away? So...
1: Right. And so uh, the astronomers say that this galaxy named ID 2299.
0: <laughs> oh, catchy. <laughs> very
1: boring name. is losing 10,000 suns worth of gas each year, which is rapidly depl- depleting the fuel needed to form new stars there. Oh. Um, and they think that the startling release of gas is the result of two galaxies vil- violently colliding and merging together to create this one. Oh. So for some reason, like two galaxies merged together, and it made like gas escaping, is escaping. Now, so like they, <laughs> that they, wasn't they, an eloquent they, sentence. They but.
0: collided, and then like all the gas is like <laughs> away yes, from think, it. Yes, I
1: think yes, but In just very way. slowly.
0: Yeah.
1: This galaxy is also currently forming stars at a very fast rate, apparently hundreds of times faster than the Milky Way, which is using up the rest of its gas supply. So because of this, they're expecting that the galaxy will die very soon, and very soon for them means in a few tens of thousands of years.
0: But that means it's already happened.
1: Right, because of how long the... the...
0: It happened a long time ago, actually. If they think it's only tens of thousands of years, but it's 9 billion light years away.
1: Unless that was like taking into account the math of the Uh light traveling to us. They didn't say. Yeah. I don't know, but either way, it's either already dead, or, or it's going to be dead. It's in, going like to be tens den, thousands of years. Yeah, which is a but short time frame soon. in space time, right? So <laughs> <laughs> we're so good at talking about this. It's uh, everyone's favorite
0: math podcast nickname. <laughs>
1: So the last comment was, if the astronomers are correct that the merger led to the massive loss of gas, they will need to reconsider prior theories on how galaxies form and evolve and how they die. Because other theories have suggested that wind from active black holes or intense star formations were responsible for such deaths. But this is like a new potential theory of how galaxies um, dissipate. Another way to describe it.
0: So. Yeah. Well... Sorry to everyone in that galaxy.
1: Galaxy ID 2299.
0: Again, not that catchy, so probably won't yeah. remember it. But,
1: but now we know more about space. We,
0: yeah, which is, which is good for us. Yes. If not the inhabitants of the one that, whose name I've already forgotten. <laughs> My next story is AI News. This is from... Popular Mechanics, making their second week in a row appearance, I mm-hmm. guess. They're very popular. Uh, the headline is, after you die, Microsoft wants to resurrect you as a chatbot. Uh-oh. What?
1: Is this an episode of Black Mirror?
0: Literally, yeah. It actually is, and they also reference that in this article. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, the headline's also a little misleading because they're not actively working on something. Um, But last month, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office granted a patent to Microsoft that outlines a process to create a conversational chatbot of a specific person using their social data. Uh, In an eerie twist, the patent says the chatbot could potentially be inspired by friends or family members who are deceased, um, which is almost a direct plot of a popular episode of Netflix's Black Mirror, (laughs) as you pointed out. Mm Mm-hmm. in that episode called Be Right Back, a woman named Martha is upset when her, when her partner Ash dies in a car accident on the day they were supposed to move in with each other. And it turns out that one of her friends had signed her up for a service that would let her communicate with Ash through text messages. messages. Of course, it isn't really him, but an AI based version of him. But it's hard to distinguish from the real thing. And obviously, antics ensue because it's Black Mirror and nothing is. There's only two episodes that end well. Uh, <laughs> um.
1: It's funny because I wasn't even thinking of that particular episode. Yeah, but I was it is a very about, a, Black
0: Mirror-ish thing. It's a to, common
1: kind of theme that they mm-hmm. talk about in that. If you haven't seen that show, right, or listeners, if you haven't seen that show, a common theme is like injecting real kind of like people's consciousnesses into, into devices. Yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, there's so. another episode where they don't they create like a robot essentially of the person after they die.
1: I think that was the same one the article
0: was it I thought, yeah okay yeah. she's like te- this That's is a spoiler right. but
1: she's texting with the ai and, and then, there's, then there's a
0: robot later th- that
1: service is like if you want we can make like a re- recreation of this man mm-hmm. and like they'll talk like the person and she's like sure and then they send this like robot and it's like him but it's like a robot it's very right. creepy
0: yeah it's yeah it's very upsetting i'm remembering how that episode ends and it's not happy. Um, anyway, according to the new <laughs> patent that's going to make this real, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> images, voice data, social media posts, electronic messages, and written letters can all be used <laughs> writing letters can all be used <laughs> to create and modify a specific index in the theme of the specific person's personality. And from there, engineers can use the index to train a chat box or chat bot to converse like that person. Um, so, yeah, exactly the black mirror episode, I think uh, this sort of chatbot raises concerns with respects to or with respect to data rights and privacy, obviously um, yeah uh, Fahim hussein a, a clinical assistant professor at Arizona State University's School for the Future of innovation and in society it 's a long title uh He says technically, we can recreate anyone online given enough data, which opens up a pandora 's box of ethical implications. Which, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, obviously, a, pa- a patent doesn't necessarily mean Microsoft is working on a new product to this effect or even that they ever will, but hmm. they could just be protecting the idea. Yeah. Even though Black Mirror came up with it first. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Google already is, I know that they're keeping track of what people say because they have those like AI autocomplete things. Mm hmm. That are like, is this what you're trying to say next? And it like learns off of how you sometimes it's
0: right. Sometimes it's very wrong. But sometimes it's right.
1: But sometimes it's right. Yeah. It gets better over time. It
0: has picked up the fact that I do respond to a lot of things with emoji. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) it's learning. Point Google. (laughs) My next story is random local news. This is from BBC.com. And the headline is, human foot in Gateshead Field turns out to be potato. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, stories like this. It's so better the, than the alternative. Or <laughs> right. the, uh, the opposite, I guess.
1: Um, this happened in Gateshead, England. A suspected human foot buried in a muddy field turned out to be a potato after a large-scale police search. A dog walker in Gateshead sent officers a photograph of what appeared to be a toe poking out of the soil, and I saw the picture, and it actually does look like that.
0: Okay, but it also is just a just a toe.
1: <laughs> it looked like a t- yeah, it looked like a big toe, okay. like sticking out of the ground. All right. Um. So this person sent a picture of that to police and was like, "I saw this over in this field." And then um, they went and checked it out, and they ended up finding it, and it was a potato with a mushroom growing next to it. But then the police praised the woman for her vigilance and said the call had been made in good faith. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they, they also, the police admitted that the photo, in the photograph, it did look like it actually was like part of a foot or something. So. Right. But, yeah, but it was not. So that's the whole <laughs> that's story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what else could you want? Do you have Do the you picture? Want, oh, yeah. yeah just really, I'm kind of Let curious. me show you the picture. Curious if I would have been fooled. Okay, yeah. In, it yeah. Looks like oh, a, It definitely does look like a toe. Like
1: a big toe.
0: Yeah, I 100% see it. But it's a yeah. potato. It so was a potato. Good. That's good. Right. We prefer that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My next story is Space News. This is from CNN. There's a case of wine heading back to Earth from space. Space <laughs> wine. Didn't we
1: talk about a story about wine being like sent? Did we or parachuted or, or no sent up to the International Space Station or something? In a, in maybe a this ship. is
0: that wine. What did we talk about that?
1: Oh, uh, I vaguely remember one time like you brought a story about somebody trying to like research technology about. How they could send a case of wine to the international space Station it was something it was something like that it was about it was about wine in space, and I'm wondering it's maybe this is related
0: okay because <laughs> i was just looking for the dates and yeah this that's it's extreme is it impossible.
1: possible okay um, I like have this vague memory that we talked about that one time
0: okay, if you do that's wow uh that's a good memory <laughs> um Anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to know what happened now.
0: Okay, so a SpaceX Dragon capsule started its journey back to Earth from the International Space Station Tuesday with an unusual cargo, 12 bottles of wine, and 320 grapevines.
1: (laughs) They didn't drink the wine?
0: Not while I was in space. They're going to, though. Oh. Yeah. Um, They were taken into space— uh, November 2019 and March 2020, respectively. So the m- wine was November 2019. So it's very possible oh. we talked about it on the show. We could have. Yeah, would have to check. That had to check the archives. Have to go check,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but they were brought up as part of an experiment organized by European startup Space Cargo Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the research, known as Mission Wise, um, is exploring how to develop new ways of growing plants on the Earth and scale up to feed more people on the planet. Uh, The vines will be analyzed to see how they have changed during their time in space, where the effects of microgravity and a higher radiation exposure than on Earth accelerate genetic changes. Uh, Scientists will then compare them to specimens that remain on Earth with the aim of adapting vines to grow in harsher environments. So basically they're like, we're going to put these vines in space, see what that does to them and see if we can figure out like how to select for vines that will be like less susceptible to like changes in climate. Okay. Um, Expert tasters will also taste the 12 bottles of Bordeaux (laughs) to see what effects its time and space has had on the wine. (laughs) My favorite part of that is there's no explanation of why that's important to do.
1: (laughs) It's just for fun. (laughs) Space
0: wine. I don't know. Yeah. I'm jealous of the people who get to test it, taste it. Though you are yeah, probably the only people who are going to get to taste space wine. I guess it like wasn't how lucky technically they? made in space, space. Wine. It's just Earth Earth wine that was aged in space.
1: <laughs> yeah, space aged yeah. wine. Mm, it
0: has a a very uh, galactic, odour. Uh, I don't know.
1: A galactic oh, robustness.
0: Oh, g- Robust, yes. Uh, it's like <laughs> it's very starry. Um, Planned future experiments include measuring the effect of space conditions on the fermentation of bacteria and yeast. So, hmm. space cargo unlimited isn't done—not anytime soon. But yeah, All right. space wine. Now I'm real. I think we did talk about space so, wine.
1: The only. Th- Okay. What I remember from the discussion last time was that it was very unclear why they were sending wine to the it space sounds station. It's like it's
0: still pretty unclear. Like, but
1: at least now they're saying like, oh, they're actually doing research on like growing plants. in space and seeing how it affects things yeah i
0: don't remember talking about the vines yeah i don't remember remember that either it was
1: just it was like the whole story was like they decided to send a case of wine to space and see what happens it's like what (laughs) 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 why is that worth the funding okay (laughs) (laughs) I, i don't know i'm for it i guess
0: yeah i'm i'm pro space wine
1: same all right it's time for breaking news the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the flight. Chatbot Ready, set, go. go! Okay, I found something on UPI. The headline is Taiwan man blows 783 bubbles inside of a larger bubble for world record.
0: How did they count those?
1: Um, I don't know actually how they counted them. Um, I also don't really know how exactly he achieved, he like did this. Like there's a video of him doing it where he has a, he has a big bubble wand with a big bubble Mm -hmm. and has like another bubble wand thing sticking into it somehow, but not, but it doesn't break it. Right. And then he's blowing bubbles like through that.
0: Oh, he must've counted the number like as they were created. But,
1: Yeah, or they just counted later like in the video somehow because they took a video of it and maybe they could see like that way to count it after the fact instead of like as it was blowing. Um, Yeah, and uh, that's really the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this guy also previously set the Guinness record for most bounces of a soap bubble. (laughs) he's,
0: He's got a theme going.
1: Yeah. Apparently he's a master of soap bubbles.
0: Yeah. I wonder what he would think about the smart bath. He wants to have like a smart bubble bath. I think
1: he would appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: See how many bubbles he can blow in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I found this on Lifehacker, and it is a food recall.
1: A food recall. Just thought
0: I. I don't know. We need. We hadn't. <laughs> we had haven't one had one, one of those in a while. In, not in twenty twenty one. I don't think yeah. so.
1: Not that I've seen.
0: Uh, yeah, not that I'm aware of. So, the FDA has recalled 11,000 tubs of ice cream containing metal pieces. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no.
0: That's not something oh, I you hope want. The me- yeah, For I reference, hope- you do not want metal in your ice cream.
1: Especially, if you're hopefully new to they're term.
0: not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if it- hopefully they weren't colored like like chocolate chunks.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody, it doesn't sound like anyone was hurt. That's good. Um, so yeah, uh, this it's two ice cream products from Weiss Markets. Um, the uh, There were 10,869 containers of Weiss quality cookies and cream ice cream, which you might want to drop that quality, and uh, 502 bulk containers of Klein's vanilla dairy ice cream mm. were the affected... Items which uh, the FDA advisory said there was a choking hazard warning because of metal filling equipment parts. Oh, which is bad, or I guess they're metal filling equipment parts, like the parts that are used to fill the containers. Um, as the agency notes, the ice cream products are contaminated with extraneous material, and one person discovered an intact piece of metal equipment in their carton of ice
1: cream. Oh, no,
0: but that suggests that they did find it before. Eating it, yeah, which is good. That's good, and also it, it's it's hard to say if that was the only one that they found, and maybe they're just calling recalling the whole batch just as a safety. Oh promotion.
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: It's not it's not clear from the article if that's the case or not. Um, the cookies and cream were distributed to 197 Weiss Market stores in Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, New Jersey, New York, Delaware, and West Virginia, per the FDA. The bulk vanilla ice cream, though, was only distributed to one store in New York and has since been removed from sale. Hmm. So we don't have to All worry right. about that one so much. Okay. Um, if you are still worried about it, the vanilla can be identified by the code stamp 0302 on its carton. And the cookies and cream containers uh, came in 48 ounce packaging with a sell by date of October 28th, 2021, which seems really long for ice cream, hmm. um, and were originally distributed to stores on October 29th, 2020. So, yeah. I love cookies
1: and cream ice cream.
0: It's a good flavor. I feel like it's it underrated. It,
1: you think it's underrated?
0: Yeah. I feel like it doesn't get the credit it deserves. I don't know why. Oh, I, yeah, I've yeah, i never
1: thought about... I feel like you don't about,
0: really hear about it that often. It's, it's you're not right. Like, it's, I've never heard somebody say, oh, my favorite flavor is cookies and cream.
1: It's my favorite flavor. I have. There you go.
0: <laughs> hey. Hey.
1: All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description.
0: You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on Twitter at at Nick-Nack News, and on Instagram at Nick-Nack News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
1: Sharks don't like scare me actually really. Right. Even though they like, if I was in the ocean, I'd be scared of them. But like,
0: but I'm not in the ocean. On, most in the time.
1: A, on average, I'm more. Scared.
0: On average, I'm not in the ocean. A- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't what I was gonna say. I know. That's way better. <laughs> <laughs> on a- average, I'm not in the ocean, so. It's fun. <laughs>